1: 5330, or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.
0: Welcome to a Turn on the Jets digital special presentation. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play a Jet One, and I am joined to recap day one of training camp check in day by the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And of course, above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris nimbly Chris, you're back in the saddle, buddy.
2: Yeah, football football is starting. It's underway. I had to go back to work today. Uh and yeah, we're we're here. Training camp is upon us.
0: You know what this kind of feels like to me, although I know these guys aren't staying in dorms like they used to in the old days of these training camps. When you would have move-in day for college and everybody was checking in, getting to know each other. Some people were there last year, so they go and talk to each other and hang out, reminisce about what they did during the summer. And then somebody else will come up and introduce themselves as the new transfer, which in this case would be somebody that was drafted or brought in as a free agent or something like that. That's kind of what this feels like to me.
2: Yeah that's pretty much exactly what it's like. It, it it's a little bit of like that and a little bit of just just back to school in general for mm-hmm. us re- reporters that that sometimes often is a, a new transfer in there that mix as well but that's definitely what it's like. It was a, a little bit less like that feeling for us today just uh as far as the whole uh, moving day at the college just cuz we didn't get to uh Talk to that many players they only made two players available to us today so it was a little lighter there but that's definitely what it feels like everybody's back and you know you're just moving in and then tomorrow's time to start getting to work and uh you know everyone's kind of excited to see each other but you know the works here so no one's super excited players are excited though because they they want to get underway and get the season started
0: so let's talk about the news that's going on around the team before we jump into what these players said to you and also what Adam Gase said to you as well when those guys addressed the media. The First Order of Business, talked to Matt Stiblkowski about this yesterday in the final training camp preview that we did. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you can go ahead and check it out in our archives. What is the latest with Quinn and Williams? Has there been any movement?
2: There has not been any movement it's still just basically a difference of opinion or a a disagreement about how the signing bonus is going to be spread out. Uh, I know fans are really upset about this. They want it done. They want it, uh, but just it's, it's going to get done whether it gets done uh, tonight, tomorrow morning in two days or three days, or gets done in a week. It's going to get done. It it, is as, 0.0% 0.0% chance that Quinn and Williams will, this will hold out into the preseason and uh, regular season. That's not going to happen. So this will get done and he will join the team and be out there practicing. It's just a matter of when, not if. So don't get too uh, concerned about it. This has obviously been a trend. We've seen it more and more. Uh, we saw it last year with Darnold. We've also seen it around the league. Uh, I, I believe Bosa is the only one right now, uh, other one right now that's out there, but uh, th- this happens, and it's it's all it seems silly from both sides when you really try to do it, but I'm sure they have their reasons, and the deal's going to get done, so don't worry about it too much.
0: So you think it'll get done in due time, more or less?
2: Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense for either side to uh, delay it. At, you know, they, they both want it done. Uh, The Jets, the teams go in with these contracts, sign these contracts, and they're like, this is how we do it, and that's how it's going to be done. And then we saw last year when Darnold came in, and they were like, nah, we want it this way. And it came around. They were able to agree. The same thing's going to happen here, and it would be great to have him for tomorrow's practice. Everybody's going to want to see him as soon as possible and as much as possible from him. But if he misses a couple of days, he misses a couple of days. There's, he's going to be in here, and he's going to play and practice enough during this training camp and preseason where he's able to play week one. Play like a Jet Play like a Jet With your host, Scott Mason
0: Some familiar faces around training camp as coaching interns And there's one guy who's an intern That kind of surprised me Because he was a pretty popular and important figure With another organization And I'm surprised that he's with the Jets And not that organization That organization being the Pittsburgh Steelers And the player being Heinz Ward So talk to me about Heinz Ward And the other three guys that are in here Of course, the other three are are familiar to the New York Jets, having played for them in the past.
2: Yeah, we got uh, we got scouting interns, the brickershaw Ferguson and Calvin Pace. Uh, obviously, both are really smart, intelligent, uh, great players in their day. Uh, Calvin, you know, obviously famously never had those huge sack totals, but. He was a really good player for the Jets and, and throughout his career, and somehow he just managed to keep coming back year after year. I thought he was. I'm going to be covering him the rest of his my career. But uh, they're scouting interns, so that's interesting to see, especially with the Brickshaw Ferguson. He, he's got so many other interests and things he wanted to do. It's it's interesting to see him take uh, interest in scouting and doing interns there. So just have to see if we can. You know, I know we we didn't never got to talk to Cromarty about it last year when he was doing the coaching intern, but we'll have to see if we can uh schedule some type of uh, meetings to talk with them, see what's going on with them. And then on the coaching side, we got a Clown David Clowney, the, the training camp preseason All Star and Heinz Ward, really interesting, like you said. He he played his whole career with the Steelers. Everyone will always think of Heinz Ward as a Steeler. He he's really embodies what you think of when you think of the Steelers, especially if you're around my age and your age growing up. Like Heinz Ward is is a true and true Steeler, but he's here coaching with the Jets. Now we'll see what they have him doing again. Cromartie last year was working with linebackers, different coaching staff here. Bowles said he did that to mix it up. But we'll see what Heinz Ward is doing, if he's going to be coaching wide receivers and whatnot. If that's the case, I don't know if he's the best uh, guy to bring along to help uh, Quincy Amendola uh, not get hurt. But he there's a lot of other things Heinz Ward could teach him.
0: I am begging one of the members of the Jets coaching staff to ask Heinz Ward to get them a cup of coffee like he's a regular intern. I think that would be hilarious and would probably result in somebody having that cup of coffee shoved where the sun don't shine.
2: Yeah that that would be interesting. I I would love to uh see that play out. Uh, I I don't know if anyone's going to take him up on that. If if anybody is it is going to be Greg Williams. So he's the only one I could see that that would be crazy enough to try something like that.
0: And for people that don't know, Chris, you can enlighten us on this too, but my understanding is these coaching internships are basically for the teams to get a look at these guys and what they could bring to the table as potential coaches, and for these guys to kind of get a feel for what it would be like to be a coach, so that down the line, there could be a potential door open for them, if not with the particular team they're interning with somewhere else.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and from the player's standpoint too, just just to try it out, see if you like it. Is this something you would be interested in? And again, I'll go back to Cromarty. I know that Cromarty's not working with any other NFL team, but I know he is doing some coach clinics and stuff around the league, uh, around the country. So he could obviously take what he learned last year and put that to use elsewhere to help kids uh, as they're you know getting ready for their high school or whatever football team. So he can – he can do all stuff like that as well, and um, th- that's a huge benefit for these players to be able to get that experience to decide how much they like it. If this is something they would like to continue pursuing, and then the teams obviously get a, an inside look on players. And you know, we've all seen it before. Being a great player doesn't mean you're a great coach, but you probably do have. Some nuggets, some knowledge, and, and jewels you could leave to impart on players. And then obviously, it was also a benefit of the current players say, oh, this guy played in the league, and not even that long ago. And, you know, bulls played in the league, and that that did a lot for his, his players. His players respected the hell out of him for it, but it was a while ago. Heinz Ward wasn't that long ago. Most of these people know who Heinz Ward are, is. So it'll definitely be a big benefit to them and the players will respect and listen to them a little more than some of the other coaches maybe.
0: And if you can't learn from training camp legend David Clowney, who can you learn from? Was there a better football player in the month of August than David Clowney?
2: If there was, I have not seen him. <laughs> Watched a lot of football. And uh, he, 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 if they gave out uh, the gold jackets for August performances, he would have gotten in first ballot, that's for sure play like a jet play like a jet with your host scott mason hall of
0: famer of august david Clowney. and all joking aside We're teasing about the fact that Clowney did well in training camp in the preseason and never really seemed to be able to do anything in the regular season. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have something to offer and that he can't become a good coach. Because remember, a lot of times, guys that were marginal players turn out to become the best coaches. And if you want proof of that, you can go ahead and look at somebody like Bill Belichick, who didn't even really play high-level football, and he turned out to be the greatest coach of all time. So... As much as we will joke about David Clowney, because how could we not? There's definitely a potential for him to have something to offer here. And maybe he does have a career in coaching in his future. But if he is going to have a future with the New York Jets, it's probably not going to be a tight end. Even if he did bulk up a little bit as he got older, because everybody was concerned about the tight end depth. And now they've got two new tight ends that they have brought in. Well, one's new completely. One's kind of new. Talk to me a little bit about the additions at tight end.
2: Uh, yeah, they brought it. They signed uh, Ryan Griffin, who played with the Texans. They signed him yesterday. Brought him in. He's a uh, he's a guy I like for this the spot. What they need right now. Uh, he can come in. He's had experience. He can play. He can do some uh, blocking and receiving. He's not gonna be a huge threat in the receiving game, but I like his chances of being a better receiver for the first four weeks of the season than Trayvon Westco. So. That right there is a perfect, a really good placeholder for them for the first four games until Chris Herndon comes back. And then the, the guy that they brought back under a new name, and I am not even going to attempt to do this again, to, to get his new name yet. I will learn it. Uh, he's, he wants to be identified uh, with his new name. For a reason So I'm going to respect that But I need to learn How to pronounce this Before I even attempt to So I'm just going to go ahead And say Bucky Hodges They brought him back uh, You know, I don't know how much uh can really expect Out of him He was here last year In training camp He had a few Decent plays here and there But wasn't anything That I could really see you know, having a role, even with Herndon now, those first four weeks, I just can't really see it. There's going to be Griffin that they lean on there, and again, I think that's a really good placeholder for them to get. At this point, as if who's available, much better option than someone like Austin Ferry and Jenkins, even if he wasn't dealing with his off-the-field stuff. So I like that move. Buggy Hodges will see a lot of in training camp, but I don't expect uh, we'll see much of him once the season comes around.
0: What's going on with Brian Poole after today he was listed on the injury report? Should we be concerned? What do we know about this so far?
2: We know very little about this. Uh, Gase did not mention anything about uh this injury earlier, so it makes me uh, leads me to believe that maybe something happened during conditioning test or something along those lines um I don't I'm not saying that the injury happened, but maybe they found out about an injury then um uh, because gase didn't say anything he told us about the other injuries which we'll talk about but he did not say anything about brian Poole. and that just got released of the news about it just about an hour ago i haven't had a chance to look into it and uh, you know there's nothing in the report uh the uh, article that the jets even put out about exactly what happened or what it is so we will uh, talk to gase tomorrow after practice and get an update there and find out a little bit more but this could be a problem. You know, we have to. We'll have to wait and see again because maybe he's just not going to be available for the first couple of weeks of camp. But it's not going to be something that will keep him out of the regular season opener. Um, maybe not even preseason, or maybe it could be keep him out until week six and fully on the pup. Or uh, who knows? Right now, it's anything up. In the, everything seems to be up in the air. So he was basically slotted to be their nickel corner, the starting nickel corner. So, if he does miss some time, regular season time, this is going to be a problem. That's not exactly great news. They already have enough concerns with cornerback and secondary as a whole. They have to go get a new nickel cornerback somehow, some way. That's, that's not a good thing at all.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about
2: anywhere.
0: With or without Brian Poole, the Jets are in big trouble at corner anyway. We know that they don't have much. And so obviously when a big name is reportedly available, people will start clamoring for that big name. We saw him make news today. And that, of course, that I'm talking about is Jalen Ramsey. He had an interesting introduction to Jaguars training camp today. Let's say if you were to have watched Major League Two and saw what happened with Willie Mace Hayes getting out of the limo when he first showed up to Indian Spring Training. It was along those lines. It was equal parts hilarious and ridiculous, but the point remains that he's looking for a new contract, and it seems like the Jaguars don't want to pay him. Yannick Ngakwe is threatening to hold out, so there's that right there where the Jets need a pass rusher and a corner. The Jaguars have one of each. Both guys are Pro Bowl caliber. My friend Nick Spano, bless his heart. And by the way, congratulations, Nick. He's got a baby due next year, his first one. So that's awesome. But I got to make funny a little bit here, and it's a little bit of friendly ribbing because, of course, every time one of these guys becomes available, Nick posts some sort of like Madden trade on Twitter. Today he's saying, Jets, call up and offer Leonard Williams and a third rounder for Ngakwe. That's not going to happen again. This isn't Madden. But Chris, putting aside fantasy league trades like that, Will the Jets look into both Ngakwe and Ramsey? And when I say look into, I mean more than just make a call. Do you think there's a chance that Joe Douglas will actually be in hot pursuit of either guy?
2: Uh, You know, we're going to have to wait a little while to get a little better feel for Joe Douglas before I could really feel comfortable saying anything as it pertains to Jalen Ramsey. Because right now I feel like he's going to stay away. He's not going to want to trade for him and especially not be willing to give up what it would cost to get him. Because as much as the Jags don't want to pay him, and Tom Coughlin probably does want him off the team, he's obviously not a Coughlin type of player, Um, they're not going to just give him away. It's going to cost a lot for him. I don't see Joe Douglas giving up that much to take him. And then I, I I don't know this about Joe Douglas. is what I'm saying. We need a lot more time, but I just feel like he's, not going to be super interested in, uh, the, the Brinks truck while hilarious and awesome and impressed me. The only problem with it was the height man was not very good. And it was a terrible job by the height man, but I enjoyed the hell out of that show. I don't think Joe Douglas uh, probably enjoyed it nearly as much. So I would say no there in makes a lot more sense to me. Um, Now, again, it's going to depend on what they'd have to give up. And then we don't know exactly what Joe Douglas, his philosophy is here, how much – obviously he values draft picks. All GMs value draft picks. Anybody in the front office values draft picks. But is he going to want to do that and then pay? Uh, is worth it. So I would see him doing it more there. Jalen seems a little bit like I don't. I don't know about it. it. It would be great if they could go ahead and swing it for both of them because they could get both of them. This defense is a hell of a lot better, and yeah, that that would be scary to watch. But I, I just don't see it happening.
0: Chris, sort of off topic, but still sort of on topic because of the fact that I'm going to ask you about Jalen Ramsey, and we just talked about him. What did you think of his entrance into training camp? There was a part of me that was laughing, and then there was a part of me that was cringing.
2: I, I loved all of it, except the hype man. The hype man was not very good. <laughs> I, just, I just, he, didn't, he didn't sell me on it. And then also, I was sitting there while the hype man is yelling through the megaphone. I'm just sitting there wondering, man, it's got to be really hot in the back of that Brinks truck. Like, I, I couldn't imagine Jalen was feeling really comfortable in there. He had to be sweating in there. And I started thinking about that. And if, if I'm thinking about that, the hype man's doing a really bad job. Uh, it was also, it, it seemed a little, uh, sponsored. Uh, I saw a little too much Adidas stuff all over there. Uh, so it makes me think there was some coordination there. But overall, again, I say it all the time. It's, uh, it's entertainment. These guys are entertainers. Go ahead. Even if even if I it doesn't land for me, which this did for the most part, but even if it doesn't land to me, I'm not going to knock these players for trying to be entertainers. Play like a jet. Play
1: like a jet with your host, Scott Mason.
0: Chris, you said you weren't impressed with the hype, man. Do you think you should have done it a little bit more like this? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Jacksonville Jaguars proudly bring to you their multiple-time Pro Bowler, six foot one, two hundred eight pounds, and the greatest cornerback in the world, Jalen Ramsey.
2: Yes, absolutely. They he should have gotten you to be the height man, and also height <laughs> man. If you're going to go with the man, the myth, you have to follow it up with the legend you can't just say the that's man right. the myth jalen ramsey you, you just you just straight up called him a myth if you don't follow it with the legend that myth part sounds really bad that's not a good look
0: makes it sound like he's not actually real
2: exactly
0: <laughs> well jalen ramsey if you want a better hype man i am available i work cheap But I am going to require plenty of water because training camp is down in Florida and it's about 110 degrees and 85% humidity. So you better have a cooler of pulling spring around for me at least if I'm going to come down there and do that. But Chris, since neither one of us is at training camp in Florida right now, in fact, you were at Florham Park today, thankfully for you because otherwise I'm not so sure we'd be talking right now. You'd probably be hooked up to an oxygen tank or something like that. But since you were in New Jersey instead of Florida, you got the opportunity to talk to Adam Gase, Sam Darnold, and Steve McClendon on check in day. What they have to say for themselves?
2: Yeah, you know, it was a very light check in day. Normally, these check in days we get, you know, when we used to go to Cortland, we'd get most of the players and then started doing them here. We'd get like eight to 10. We just got the two here. Uh, Gase came out. He told us, uh, he started off telling us about Marcus May and Brandon Bryant being placed on pup and then uh, bless on Austin on the IR as well. So he said that Marcus May did not have any setbacks. The doctors just determined that he's not ready yet, and you heal the way you heal. There's nothing they can do about that. They He fully expected, you know, during the spring, he thought that Marcus was going to be ready for the first day of camp, and obviously he's not. Uh, he didn't seem too concerned about him you know, this being like a huge period of time that he's going to miss, but he also wasn't willing to say that he will definitely 100% uh, be ready by the start of the season. So that's no good. Um, And yeah, with Brandon Bryant, we didn't really follow up too many questions there. So we'll get more on that goes by again. Their secondary, it's a real problem right now. Tremaine Johnson, Obviously did not have a great season last year. Daryl Roberts starting on the outside. And then you really you just have Jamal. is the only one that you can really be safe with and really not be concerned about. There's concerns everywhere else there. So to have uh, Marcus May back un- injured again and not practicing. And then I mentioned the other day that Brandon Bryant was somebody I, I was going to keep an eye on to see how he could come along and if he could help there. But if he can't be out there practicing, I'm not going to be able to do that either. So uh, they're definitely going to have to go find out some more depth there, find some more guys, bring them in. The big thing from Gase, really, he said he was asked about his expectations for the season, and he just came out confidently, flatly, just said, I expect to be playing meaningful games in the end of November and into December he obviously didn't go to say i expect to be in the playoffs he did make a comment when talking about quinn and williams and the co- contract how he wasn't concerned about that at all and somebody asked at what point would he be concerned about it and he said playoffs uh, if we get to the play get to the playoffs then i'll be concerned about that um but he said that he fully expects to be uh, playing competitive games in December. We've talked about that a lot these last couple of months that that's pretty much the expectation that most people see it to be settled in. Maybe they can sneak and make the playoffs. Some people think most people probably not, but most expect them to be in competitive games, games that matter at the end of December. And that's what he expects to do. And that's what he's going to preach. And that's what he's going to push on these guys.
0: Chris, before we go, I want to play a little game with you. I have data here from NFL Players, Inc. that shows the top five players in terms of merchandise sales from March through May. So the period between free agency and right around when training camp is getting started, or at least mini camp, okay? I want you to see if you can guess the top five guys on this list. We'll start at number five. I'm going to give you a hint. Three of the five are quarterbacks.
2: Okay. Starting at number five.
0: And by the way, there's a reason that I'm asking about this, and you'll see in a second.
2: Yeah, well, I've already I'm I'm going I'm gonna guess Sam Darnold at some point here. Um I'm just debating if I want to do it at five. I'm gonna guess Sam Darnold and Mahomes. I feel like Mahomes has to be higher.
0: Mahomes is not on the list, what? believe it or not.
2: Mahomes is not on the list.
0: Yeah, I was surprised by that Brady. too. He's not in the top five. Huh.
2: Brady's always on that list. I'll go Carson Wentz. Carson
0: Wentz is not on the list. No. Tom Brady is number one, though, so good guess.
2: Okay. Oh, he's number one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how he's... How many people are still buying Brady jerseys? You've had 20 years to buy them.
0: People are buying them for their kids now, Chris. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, And that is a whole... They got a whole region, not just a state, so um geez who's that Donald's gonna be on here is he fi- at five
0: he's number four okay who's uh kyler murray kyler murray no. is not on the list but you're warm in one regard he shares a common trait with kyler murray
2: you know baker baker mayfield
0: yeah there you go baker mayfield at number five so we have mayfield at five Donald at four brady at one The other two guys at number two and number three are not quarterbacks. One guy plays offense, one guy plays defense.
2: Khalil Mack for the defense.
0: You got it. He's number three.
2: Okay. Still a wide receiver here. Odell?
0: You got it. Odell Beckham is number two. So the list is Mayfield at number five, Darnold at number four, Khalil Mack at number three, Odell Beckham at number two, Tom Brady. Even after all these years, Chris still at number one. But it is nice to see that Jets fans are ponying up to get themselves Sam Darnold merch. I just hope that this season he lives up to the billing and that people are proud to wear that stuff outside because obviously, as we know, there are a lot of Mark Sanchez and Geno Smith jerseys that have now been taped over with other names.
2: (laughs) Well, he's, he's the second highest quarterback. That means he's the second best quarterback now, right? That's how this works. So now Darnold's number two and Baker's not as good as Darnold. That'll make Jets fans happy. And, and listen, a lot of Jets fans are Knicks fans. And if Knicks fans are going to say they're still uh, better because they have, than the Nets because they have better attendance, then I think that Jets fans can go ahead and say that Darnold's better than Baker and all these other quarterbacks because he's got more jersey sales.
0: Jersey sales equals success. I don't know what else to tell you. As Jesse Pinkman would say, science, bitches
1: exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) and if you don't know what I'm talking about you really should watch Breaking Bad I can't believe you haven't seen it already if you don't get that reference but if you don't get the reference the podcast is just about over so you can go and watch Breaking Bad right now start from episode 1 and we will be back tomorrow to recap day number 2 of training camp this will be the first actual day of practice Chris, we will have these reports for everybody early in the morning each day, so as you drive to work, you'll be able to hear all about training camp. It's going to be a fun summer in this regard. I know that you're going to miss your trips to the Jersey Shore, Chris, but I think that a lot of people are going to have their trips enhanced by these reports because, as we know, nobody reports on training camp details and the minutiae and makes it as fun and interesting as possible like a very big deal.
2: Exactly. And you know, it's the sacrifice that I have to make no more trips to shore for me, but I will be here to help people with their morning commute. It's it's a sacrifice I'm, I'm willing to make.
0: It's the price you pay for being a very big deal.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a curse. It, it's really a curse more than anybody would ever know. But you know, hey, it's all right. I can deal with it.
0: A blessing and a curse indeed. So make sure that you are following Chris on social media and reading his very big deal work. And Chris, how can people do that?
2: You can follow me on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. And you can find our work up at JetsInsider.com. Got a quick article up there today about, uh, you know, just depressors today. And then we'll, we'll have practice tomorrow and have a whole bunch of new content for you guys coming your way soon go
0: ahead and follow chris on twitter at CNimbly and at jets insider read his very big deal work and the work of his deputy editor alan Schechter, over at JetsInsider.com. and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast you know where to go let's turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com
1: let's talk about medical you have a choice and molina makes it easy especially when it comes to the care you need so let's talk about you